This is Life Between Classes, where we talk about what's going on in your life and in your mind between classes. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? Or as I say to my students when I walk in the classroom, Hola, chicos. ¿Qué tal estáis? Today, I am excited to bring you a conversation with a former student and good friend, Liam McDonald. Liam is a graduating senior at Loyola University in Baltimore, Maryland. He'll be graduating in May with a degree in finance and economics. And I met Liam in 2017 when he was a first semester college freshman in my intermediate Spanish class. We've kept in touch over the years, and we talk pretty regularly, and today we are reflecting back on what we've learned over this past year of the pandemic and quarantine and isolation and all kinds of changes. So we're going to hear about his experience with all of that because he has a pretty interesting story of how it all went down for him and what he's learned from it. So I wanted to invite you into this conversation to reflect along with us on what you've learned about yourself and about the world over this past year. So without further ado, let's dive in. So I'm here today with Liam. Liam, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Why don't we start off by you just telling us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can know sort of who you are, where you are, and what you're up to these days. Great. Thank you for having me. Um, I am Liam McDonald. I am a senior at Loyola, Maryland. Um, I'm from the Boston area. I am, in terms of where I'm at in my life, I'm kind of like one foot in, one foot out of college. I uh, have been, like, since the start of my senior year, I've been working full-time with my classes. So I've been very much, like, pushing myself over the past year to, like, mental and physical extremes, I'd say, to figure out, you know, like, who I'm meant to be and, like, my potential. But a lot of why I'm here today is, like, is because there's so much that has happened over the past year that um, Holly and I have, have discussed, and, like, I think it's important to um, open the discussion around like, you know, where we're at in our lives and, and, and how we're changing and like the lessons that we've learned from the past year and materializing like our experiences into lessons that we can bring into our future and hold with us for the rest of our lives. Yeah, so yeah. That's exactly. kind of where I'm at. So we talk pretty regularly, but what we wanted to capture here is reflecting back on this past crazy year <laughs> and uh, and seeing what we can take away from it, what we've learned, how yeah. we've grown. Um, so before we get into those lessons, why don't we also just kind of recap where you have been over the past year? Yeah. Because this all started when you were not in Baltimore <laughs> or yeah. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I started it out, uh, I was studying abroad in Copenhagen, Denmark, and I was in Copenhagen when the pandemic came into full swing. Uh, We got sent home from there. I then moved up to Maine. Uh, I was in Maine for six months with my family. Uh, Two of those weeks of the six months, I was like in deep quarantine up there by myself. (laughs) An awesome experience. Deep quarantine. uh, I like that term, deep quarantine. Deep quarantine. (laughs) That's how I refer to like March, April, May of last year. Like that was like deep quarantine, you know, like 
deep quarantine versus light quarantine. (laughs) There are different levels. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but anyway, those two weeks were like you by yourself, entirely by yourself, Mm -hmm. without really any other human, well, in -hmm. in person human contact uh, when you were up in Maine because you had just flown an international flight when all this was breaking out. Yeah. So, what a whirlwind also was that time, that moment for you. Yeah. So, you came back, you Um, were in Maine. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then uh, we found out in uh, late July that we wouldn't be going back to Baltimore for fall semester. Right. That was when my friends and I decided to move out to Utah. And I was there for four months. Six of those weeks were with six six guys. And then after six weeks, four of those guys left. And it was just me and my other friend out there. So I was out there for a while. Uh, I traveled everywhere I could observing like COVID policies and regulations and stuff like that. Um, bunch of national parks and just like experiencing nature out there, which was incredible. Uh, and then I came back home for like back to Boston for Christmas break. And then now I'm back in Baltimore for spring semester, rest of the new year, about to graduate in two months and, uh, trying to figure out what's next in my life, where my next destination is. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You've been in a lot of different places just over the course of this past year. While so much has been happening, not just in the external world, but also in in that brain of yours. Yeah, whoa. (laughs) I know a lot has been. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) I've been to a lot of places physically, but internally, I've definitely been exploring a lot of places by myself, too. Yeah, amen. Yeah. So, um, so let's go there. As have you. Let's As have you. Have okay. a look okay. at that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've been we've been kind of travel mates in in, in some ways, definitely. right? Definitely, definitely. Before I went to Copenhagen, uh, Holly sent me a uh, a journal with quotes that she knew would simulate my intellectual curiosity uh, and challenge me. Um, and so I've been carrying that notebook and like using that to document like all that's been going on like in my mind in my life through these travels. And uh, still writing through it. I'm almost on page 100. So uh, Holly's been right with me for uh, a lot of this discovery process. So that's right. Yeah, I like that. Um, So you've obviously done a lot of reflection and introspection um, through the deep quarantine, the travels, all of the alone time, all the time in nature. What? are some of the lessons that you've learned or things that you've learned about yourself? Let's start there. Like, what have you discovered about yourself over this mm-hmm. year? Um, I think a lot of that self-discovery has been through uh, refinding my connection with nature. Mm. Uh, when I was up in Maine, like, I, I watched the seasons change from winter to spring to summer and back to fall again. So I saw, like, every t- transition of seasons up there which was incredible. And then being out in Utah and like going to all the national parks and everything, I've found a, like a deep sense of connection with myself and my faith through observing nature. And uh, I think that that's something that I'm, I'm definitely taking with me is, uh, you know, like the importance of taking care of that connection throughout the rest of my life and um, making sure that, you know, wherever I am, that like I always can come back to nature and to to find some redirection, mm-hmm. um, which is exactly what this past year was. I think that a lot of my life too, like I've just been learning a lot more about my depth as a person, my potential as a person, um, who I can be, what I can do and how I can do it. 
I uh, have learned a lot about the person that I want to be and the life that I want to live and how to find that or like access that life that I want to live. And also just like learning more about who I am and um, the things that I need day to day to be able to fulfill like this person that I'm becoming in the future that I want to live. Can you give us an example of some of the things that you need on a day-to-day basis to be the person that you want to be? Yeah. So um, I've always been incredibly extroverted. I've always thrived off of my friends and the energy between like myself and others. Um, I can definitely vouch for that. I especially remember sitting with you on campus at times. And I mean, like two minutes can't go by without you seeing someone that you know and saying hey to them. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's been me. Um, like throughout, like most of, of my like maturing life is finding energy through other people. So a lot of that, what I've been needing day to day has shifted from like needing people to needing myself. Mm. I like try to start off the mornings by going to the gym to begin to filter through some of my like early morning sporadic and spontaneous thoughts that kind of come out of nowhere and like either are like worrisome or whatever like my morning thoughts like I'm able to you know start to filter through those from the gym earlier in my life like like I've always been an an active person but I have always let like the external things in my life get in the way of my need to maintain my physical health Mm -hmm. so I've been really focusing on making sure that like that's one of the first things I do every day is like taking care of myself physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I then like have been coming back and writing my journal for like at least 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, or to the point where I feel satisfied with the direction of my thoughts for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of like breath work now mm-hmm. um, where I'll sit. And I mean, I, it's the same thing as, as, as meditation. Like I just, I try to breathe and be mindless. Um, and that's been a big part of the past couple of weeks for me as like, I try to maneuver life and work and relationships and everything. Just like when I observe things like, uh, coming at me fast, uh, learning how to maintain grounding and like footing mm-hmm. amidst all of this and like take a bird's eye view and, uh, you know, sit and be and not let myself be like crippled with like worry yeah like not get totally sucked in and wrapped up in your circumstances kind of but having some perspective um maybe since you mentioned step back step back yeah and also isn't that kind of like just taking that pause like pausing Mm -hmm. to decide how Mm -hmm. you want to um respond to it rather than reacting instinctually exactly Mm -hmm. exactly that's huge. So just like things day to day that I've been learning that I need is just like a lot more of like care for myself as a whole, mm-hmm. physical, mental, and like emotional and like working on my spiritual. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And when you're not getting those things, what do you notice? Do you notice any effects in your day? Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of what has been scaring me recently is like observing this transition from like entirely extroverted Liam to like a focus on myself and gaining energy from myself versus other people. So I just, I noticed myself being anxious. I noticed myself um, being like fidgety. I noticed myself like worrying more. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I notice myself overthinking. Um, I usually get some sort of like pit in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm like drinking coffee or something like that, coffee just like gives me anxiety sometimes. Yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, if I don't have those things in my day to day, I notice that my day isn't off. And like, I, I, I don't like need, need a hundred percent, like need to have every single one of them. But like, as long as I have like the majority or like half of those things, mm-hmm. then like I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. But a typical day, like I'd like to have those because then I, I know that my thoughts and myself, my trajectory for that day is going to be a good day. Yeah. Because I start off by controlling, I control like the input of the day by starting off my day, like making sure that like I'm all good in here, you know? Right. I mean, it's like they say, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Exactly. So it's exactly. in a sense, you're taking care of yourself, your personal needs, you're, you're doing the practices that help ground you and center mm. you and give mm. you like that stability that mm. then you can go forth into your day kind exactly. of with a sense of um, intentionality and autonomy too. It's rather right. than your day happening to you, you right. have made an intentional start to that day. Right. Exactly. Like you tackle the day before the day tackles you, mm-hmm. you know, that's been super important for me recently. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. For, for yeah. someone who does like, I, I mean, I've written in journals for basically as long as I can remember as I, you know, I've told mm-hmm. you this before. Um, is this the first time that you have gotten yeah. into writing a journal? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So journaling for me has always been pretty scary. I mean, it's scary. Cause like, I know how much I have to say. Mm. And I know that I don't have enough time to say it. So I'll just not Avoid say it entirely. At all. Yeah. It's like you're afraid yeah. to like open up the like the tap or something because exactly. it's just going to be exactly. like a fire hydrant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. So how did yeah. you overcome that or when did you actually start to journal? I tried to do a little bit of COVID, but that was the first time that I had tried to journal in a, in a while. Uh huh. Um, I couldn't really catch my groove in Copenhagen. There was a lot happening around me that I was trying to trying to like understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I picked it back up um, after my friends left Utah, uh, where it was me and, and one of my other friends. That was when I like really picked up my journal again and tried my best to figure out how to do it mm-hmm. right, or like ha- how to do it that like best fits me and my style and like what I need out I, of that journal. Yeah, that's key because. I mean, is there a right way to do journaling? I don't, right. I don't know. I don't right. think so. I but think like, it's, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you, you hear about people's journaling experiences and, and like, you think that you, you, like you should, when you're writing in a journal, like write down, like, like you're taught to write down what you do every day. Mm. You're taught to be like, oh, I did this, 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 and this today. And I'm doing this and this tomorrow. And like, that never really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So like in journaling recently, like, I found my voice in my journal through writing down like what's on my mind yeah. each day. Like, the, like what's like, what's worrying me? What am I excited about? What am I like optimistic about? Where am I finding inspiration? Yeah. How am I finding direction? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's, that's what I've been focusing my, my pen on. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, that's very similar to my journal practice. I, mm. yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. I guess there, there does exist this traditional concept of 
writing in a diary where you like mm-hmm. recount the events of your day, you know, yeah, but that yeah, doesn't yeah. really do it for me either. That's yeah, not at yeah. all how I use my journal. So it's a yeah, good thing you yeah. mentioned that because someone who is listening to this, who doesn't have any experience, you know, keeping a journal might think yeah. that that's what we're talking about, but no, <laughs> it's much yeah, more yeah. of like a, just a, a, a deposit to like just a brain deposit. dump yeah. to just deposit yeah, like exactly. all of, and I've heard it talked about before is like, almost like keeping um like main like the maintenance in your brain like if we don't sort through and clear out all of this stuff that can build up in our mind mm-hmm. space then it can mm-hmm. cloud processing and mm-hmm. our way to mm-hmm. that we live life so you kind of right. use it for that right yeah it's how i organize mm-hmm. uh, it's like the thoughts in my head like come out of nowhere or it's like the like the thoughts that i have day to day can be spontaneous or like they they can carry weight mm-hmm. and so like with my journal with that pen like I use that pen to organize like the seemingly disorganized nature of my thought processes mm-hmm. and I use my pen to like give those thoughts a direction yeah um, versus letting those thoughts come and then overwhelm Mm, yeah, because when they're just all floating around in there chaotically in your yeah. brain and not yeah. real, they can be just overwhelming and confusing. Right. There's something right. to the act of writing them down and, and maybe like making a list or yeah. and then you can see them and you can think like, oh, yes, this is important to me or, oh, right. I don't need to be worrying about this thing that I just keep mm. thinking about. And mm. even just getting it onto paper can be a bit of a cathartic release in yeah. my experience. Yeah. It's also too like something that I've been I've been trying to figure out is like being entirely honest with myself mm. on the paper. Yes. Like this paper isn't isn't for anyone else. Like it's for you. So like when you're writing, like don't hold back. Like yeah. if there's something that's on your mind, don't be ashamed of the fact that's on your mind. Like it's on your mind and Part of the reason, part of like how it's on your mind the way it is, is because of how much reflection you've done to get yourself to that point of like why it's on your mind. Mm-hmm. So like when you're thinking mm-hmm. about something, but maybe you're ashamed to be thinking about it. Like I've been trying to like let go of like the shame of the thought and like bring that to the surface and like make sense of it on paper mm-hmm. versus versus being afraid to address it. Yeah. Um, which is a crazy, which is a, 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 that's a crazy experience. It can help us forgive ourselves for something mm. that like we may mm. be holding against ourselves. I, I, I've had that experience in journaling before when I realized like mm. I kept on hanging on to this regret of, I don't know, something I said, I can't think of a specific example right now, but mm. you know, things mm. that we can hold on to and like beat ourselves up about yeah. sometimes maybe we just need to like, get it out on paper, like be really honest. Like, yeah, I effed that up and I hate that I did that, but you know what? I'm human and I can move on from this and I can leave it behind me. I can just put it on the page, leave it behind me. Right. 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 And I think that like part of putting it on that page and leaving it behind, like for me, like releasing these thoughts that I'm like either ashamed to have or am less honest with myself about, Mm -hmm. like those are the thoughts that need to be had you're, you're having those thoughts because like there's something about those thoughts that like you need to heal from. Yeah. So like, um, I, I look at that honesty uh, about my thoughts, like as a way to begin or like 
um, facilitate that healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, especially over, over, over the past year, like, like there's a lot of things that like, I think that I need to heal from, you know? Um, and it's, a, for me, it's, it's just been about like having the courage to heal. You know? Yeah. And it can't be done until it's voiced until it's acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. You have to yeah. bring it into the light of day in order mm-hmm. to, to make progress and to move, move past it. Yeah. And I also yeah. love what you said about it helps you learn to be honest with yourself. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a way that we can learn to d- discern, like, what is our truth? You know, mm-hmm. like, what, mm-hmm. what do we really believe about things? Because yeah. there are so many beliefs thrown at us from mm-hmm. the external world and I think it's our job and our privilege as human beings to sort through all of that and decide, like, what, what do I believe? What aligns with my worldview, my values, my faith, if that's a thing for you? Like, and so in a way, I think journaling and being honest with yourself can help you decipher your own voice and your own truth. Yeah, exactly. That's been the thing that I've, I, like, I've definitely spent a lot of time thinking about, the, uh, about um like my truth in my journal versus like the truth that was prescribed to me mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, that, that's been one of the like the biggest parts about how am I changing over this past year? Like mm-hmm. part of that change is about how I'm growing up. Like I'm growing up and like learning how to learn, learning how to think for myself and like be okay with being okay with like thinking outside of what was prescribed to me, especially like in my faith life and just like different things that we experience, like, how to think for yourself versus how to think uh, based off of how others want you to think. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big moment in the evolution of a human being, I think, you know, in in growing up. And, and I remember the first time that I started to like question what my parents had always told me about certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if every kid is like this, but when I was growing up, I just thought my parents were pretty much always right. I mean, I didn't yeah. always agree with them on certain decisions, like them not mm-hmm. wanting me to drive on the interstate until I was like 18. That was a little crazy, in my opinion. But, you know, mm-hmm. in general terms, like what they told me about the world, I yeah. pretty much thought they were always right. Yeah, and then when I started same. to question that, and it was probably right around your age, actually, it was when I was abroad, I think for the first time when I realized like, maybe they don't know everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. it's kind of scary exactly. because those are your pillars as a child. Yeah. That's who you look to, yeah. to tell yeah. you the truth. And then it's like, holy, like I have to figure this out for myself <laughs> yeah. now, yeah. you know, I, I, I remember that. So you kind of, yeah. you're in it. Yeah. I think going abroad for me too was a big, a big moment where I was like, whoa, like not everything that I was taught is how it is. Um, especially being over in Europe, like, that place is just a lot different than like normal life here. Um, <laughs> and like, I had never been, been to Europe before. So like, that was a big way for me in terms of like mind opening experience about sure. like the actual, like the, like the reality of the world versus like what's, what you've been taught, like mm-hmm. experiencing it for yourself versus experiencing it through like in second person, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you were just exposed to so many <laughs> different perspectives and mm-hmm. different walks of life than you probably had been previously. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. It was, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a really crazy experience. Wow. One more thing though, about journaling. Um, do you Mm. ever use it as a form of prayer? Like, do you ever like write to God in it? Yeah. It's funny you say that. Uh, the other day I was on a retreat and, uh, 
the activity was write a letter to God. Mm. And I just, <clears throat> I just wrote a journal entry mm -hmm. and my journal entry was, it was okay. So like the, the prompt was write a question, like write a letter to God. So my journal entry was, if I were to write a letter to God, <laughs> like, um, this is what I would say. I think of journaling as prayer for me mm -hmm. because journaling is any sense of reflection is me getting in touch with the, the divine. Yeah. Um, any sense of like anything that relates to like making sense of anything in my life or reflecting and like coming out of something better, like as in a, a, a journaling and a prayer experience is like, mm -hmm. um, I see as my connection to a higher self. Um, and that, that higher self is achieved through like becoming in touch with just like a higher power. And I would definitely consider, even though it's indirectly, like there's a lot of different ways to pray. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can pray like by doing like the formal prayer of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or like however you decide to pray or like anything that helps you get in touch with like the divine mm -hmm. and, or like a better version of you is, is prayer. Yeah. So journaling for me is prayer. Um, meditation, breath work is prayer, mm -hmm. going to the gym and working out and like, and, uh, being aware of like my, my grounding and my foundation and like the strength of my, like my strength and like, that's a form of prayer because it's getting in touch with myself. Like, yeah. Yeah. What I, about you? What do you think? I love about, that. About that? Well, I love what you just described as like so many different forms of prayer and just kind of opening up a more like broad understanding of what prayer can be. And, um, and I hundred percent agree with you. And I journal a lot in that form of like writing a letter to God, <laughs> not, not every time, but like a lot of my yeah. journaling starts with like, Hey God, or dear God, like, yeah, this is what's yeah. up on my <laughs> yeah. mind today. And yeah. this is yeah. weighing on me. And a lot of times I, uh, I use it also to like ask for help. Like I, I really need some extra energy today and, uh, mm. just help me, you know, transmit that energy to my students or like bring that light into my, in the classroom. So for mm. me, it's a very like intimate part of my conversation with the divine. Mm. And yeah, I mean, in general, like prayer is something that I feel I do in many different ways in my life and probably recently less so in the traditional sense and more in like a meditative sense through activities. Like I, I even, I kind of think of running as like a spiritual activity for me. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like in the zone, I'm, I'm in tune to my body, but I also feel like it elevates me to almost a higher level of consciousness. Yeah. Right. And right, truly that's when a lot of my ideas come through to me. It's almost mm. like this download. Like I just like open up this portal, like connecting myself to some, something higher and I, I get a lot of inspiration on my runs. Mm. That also is probably mm -hmm. in part due to the endorphins. But I don't know. I think of it, I still think of it as a moving meditation. Um, and I also weave in a lot of gratitude to my workouts. Mm -hmm. You know, think mm -hmm. like, I'm so great. Like, thank you for my legs. Thank you for my limbs. Thank you for that. Like, I'm able to have this body to like move me around in space. Mm. So I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's interesting to like, I think that one thing that like 
and this speaks to my experience and yours at the same time, like there's not one way to do any of this. Like, like there's not one way to pray. There's not on the surface, depending on how you grew up and like, if you learned how to pray through like a faith tradition or stuff like that, like, I think that a lot of like the way things, the way we think things should be are prescribed. And I think that like, it's part of up, it like it's it's up to us to, to each of us on our own in our own experiences and our own life to find exactly how we are meant to do things yeah. like how are we meant to, how am i meant to pray how am i how am i meant to experience god it might not be through the gospel or through like going to church or through like prayers that someone else wrote mm-hmm. how like what do you want to say to god yeah. you know like don't just say our father but like what does God need to hear from you? Yeah. And um, if we think about it that way, then it's really up to all of us to find our own avenues towards faith expression mm-hmm. and just in general avenues of personal expression in life. Yeah. Um, there's not one way to do things. There's so many ways, ways to do it. And that's like part of a challenge I think that a lot of us face is before you know your way or, or what you need or what you're comfortable with, finding that own avenue of expression is a very challenging experience Mm -hmm. because you spend like so much of your life grappling with like how to do it or other people's expectations for how that's supposed to be done you know yeah and also it can be scary and it can also like induce guilt if you were raised in a very um, traditional like structure or faith tradition and then if you feel yourself curious to like depart from that and explore um or or just like you said find your own way of connecting with god that may not look like pray 10 hail marys and an our father (laughs) then it's almost like you you question like am i a traitor to my faith is is this okay yeah. (laughs) yeah exactly i've experienced that so much i mean like past couple years especially but like as covid has happened over the past year and like we haven't had physical church in front of us Mm -hmm. it's that's been a big thing that i've been experiencing is like i'm living and fighting my faith in my own way right now and like part of me does feel guilty that like it's not saying 10 hail marys and our father you know what i'm saying because that's how you were conditioned that's how you were indoctrined Mm -hmm. and i spent i literally spent 20 years of my life like it's like reciting prayers that like are very hard to find personal connection with. Mm-hmm. And so like the guilt is something that I've been trying to move past and remind myself that while my way is unorthodox, unorthodox is the only way because mm-hmm. if you're not authentic about your own faith experience or your own like approach to life, then like you're not actually living your own life. Yeah. You're not actually living or being like who you're meant to be or what you're meant to do. Like you're just, you're, you are another member of an organized machine and like <laughs> it's up it's up to you to like figure out how to express yourself in the way that you're meant to. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like if those um traditions and rituals and prayers work for you, if they offer you that connection mm-hmm. to spirit, mm-hmm. if they resonate with you, then you know, don't fix something that's not broken. Exactly. 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 That's also something that's important to say too, is that like, if that works for you, like, that's great. But yeah. also like, if it doesn't, then like, then like, that's totally fine too. But you know, like 
do as you got to do to each their own, you know? Yeah. And this can be a really controversial topic, but I yeah. think that it is a very valid one. And I think that this is something that a lot of people go through in college, you know, and they're kind of in a transition period, leaving their, their home and family life, spending less time maybe with the church that they were brought up in, maybe being exposed to other religions or other approaches even to the same religion, you know, different branches of Christianity maybe. And um, I think it's really yeah. natural and I and I, I think it's very um, healthy to, to ask these Definitely. questions and to seek Definitely. your own answers, making your faith your own. Like you said, that's what makes it real. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. our privilege to have that yeah. intimate relationship with a creator, with the divine, right. with source, whatever you want to call it. Right. For me, it's all the same right. language. I mean, right. all different right. language pointing to the yeah. same idea. Yeah. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Finding that connection to like finding your own connection to that creator. There was a, a crazy like moment that I remember when I was in Utah. Um, I was at Zion National Park and I was writing in my journal, the one that you got for me. Um, I was writing in that legit over like Zion Canyon is just like this crazy, ridiculous canyon. It's huge. You sent me some and, pictures um, from that, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. Um, and I was sitting on the edge of Zion Canyon, legit like 2,000 foot drop beneath me. <laughs> no fence, nothing. I was just there. And I was just looking at it onto this, like this whole thing. And I was like sitting as like a, one might say like a Buddha would, you okay. know, like my like arms cross, like my like legs crossed and like mm-hmm. my hands just like on my knees, you know? And, um, that was like a huge moment for me. And like, you know, like you ask, where is God? Like, you can't see God. Where is this person or this being like, where is like the material, like, where is the material of God? Mm-hmm. And like, that was a moment where I was just like, this is. Like, this is what life is about right here. Like, this is what God is. And it's tough to articulate, um, but just, like, recognizing, like, the sheer power of everything around you, like, whatever created, like, that, like, dash in the earth, you know, like, um, is there to speak to you, um, like, if you will yourself to find it. And, yeah. Even though it's invisible, it's even though it's invisible, it's right. It's, it's, it's even right though it's there. invisible, it's right in front of you. Yeah. And like, it's up to you to like, like, either have the courage to recognize it or to keep digging if you can't find it. But that was a really cool experience. I was like sitting on the edge and I was praying mm-hmm. and like, like I like one hand I joined with the canyon and the other hand I joined like with like my family, like my mm-hmm. loved ones. And I said like, and then I joined my hands together and I was like. I was like, I cannot wait for you to meet someday. <laughs> like, mm, like yeah. everyone, like that I love with like the beauty and like the existential like lessons that looking at this canyon is like teaching me right now. You know, mm, mm-hmm. that's so know. beautiful. Cool. What a yeah. what a special moment. Mm. That's awesome. So yeah. now I understand a little bit more what you meant by like how nature provided you with such a spiritual connection through all of this time yeah it's cool um let's see gosh what else do you want to talk about i feel like we (laughs) typical for us we just go in so many different directions um yeah but i i i guess i'm curious to know like since you have changed so much or learned so much over this past year um 
if you could go back in time to Liam of January 2020, so this is mm-hmm. pre-semester abroad, pre-pandemic, pre-everything else, what would you tell yourself? Would you tell yourself anything? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a fun question to like think what we, we might tell a past version of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I was thinking that um before we talked and uh i don't really know part of myself like wants to say like buckle up but like (laughs) buckle up i think that's fair yeah buckle up is like like in the least stereotypical way buckle up because i feel like buckle up is just like it's like ah like you know like buckle up man like life's tough whatever but Mm -hmm. like it's more about like get ready for get ready to learn what life is supposed to be like grappling with the unexpected, uh, making sense of making sense of like seemingly like horrible experiences, Mm -hmm. um, taking a bird's eye view perspective and like bringing a positivity to something that on the surface is maybe negative, but like spinning that negativity to, like understand what you need to make of something. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't need to tell myself that back then. Cause like, he's going to find it. And, uh, (laughs) um, there's nothing that you can really like tell to someone who hasn't experienced something Mm -hmm. because it's up to them to like find it for themselves Mm -hmm. to really learn those lessons, you know? Um, I don't know. Would do you think do you think that there would be something that you would say to yourself back then, or do you agree? I'm with you on the buckle up. Like things are about yeah. to get real. Like yeah, right. <laughs> that's what like that's really what comes to mind for me because this past year for me has been it's just been so unexpected in so many ways, mm-hmm. and a big theme theme for me, and we've sort of talked about this before is like coming to terms with uncertainty Mm. and learning to accept that I don't always have to understand things. I don't have to have all the answers Mm. and I don't have to in that moment. Mm -hmm. Over this past year, I've had to be really patient with myself and just accept that, no, this doesn't make sense right now. Everything in, you know, in some moments I felt like everything was just falling to pieces And that's okay to not understand why or not know the way out or not know the way Mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's been a big theme for me. Yeah. Do you feel that at all with like the uncertainty? Definitely. 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 Um, Uncertainty about a lot of things, actually, like uh, this entire year has been uncertainty. (laughs) Um, It's been uncertainty about about self, about future, about relationships, about career. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, every bit of this past year is surrounded by uncertainty. Yeah. And um, that's been one of the biggest things for me too, is, is like learning how to accept the uncertainty and not let that uncertainty take a negative effect, uh, toll on you. Yeah. And, and not um, let it um, prevent your ability to live the present moment. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what a lot of like the journaling has been about is, is, is like, is like, how can I make sense of the uncertainty, the unknown, and 
learn how to grapple with that and like be okay with it. Yeah. I think that that's been like a, a massive theme for me, especially over the past couple months about just like, I'm about to graduate. So like, <laughs> but also I've had this, this like already full-time job since September. I'm continuing to work for it when I graduate and, um, it's a startup too. Like it's a very much like a, a short term thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, where is my career going to go in the next couple of years? Where am I going to live? Who am I going to live with? Who are my, who are my friends that I'm going to take with me? Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to be best positioned where I'm at right now? Or do I need to make a career move soon? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what's the, what do you do? And so, yeah, it's the uncertainty is, is something that you can either like choose to let that uncertainty give you anxiety, mm-hmm. or you can choose to take that uncertainty and like love it, love the uncertainty. But loving the uncertainty comes from, I think, and this is like one of the biggest lessons I learned from this year is like trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like, while the future is uncertain, like, I trust myself right now. I trust where I'm going. Yeah. I trust my trajectory. I trust the conscious decisions that I'm making yeah. day to day. And like, while the future is uncertain and I don't know anything about it, like I trust that my present self is going to bring me to the right places in the future, even while those are uncertain. I love that. Mm. That's so important in life to be able to trust mm. oneself. Mm. Cause ultimately, I mean, whether or not, we are in a relationship or have a supportive family or no matter what, like ultimately we are with ourselves for our entire mm-hmm. life. <laughs> We've talked about this before. And so yeah, having that self trust and being able to rely on yourself to, to navigate those right. crazy moments. It's, it's huge. Right. right. Yeah. Trust is like one of the most important things that people need to, um, establish in their lives is like trust of themselves yeah and it's not easily won i mean sometimes we have to like it's it's either a choice like i'm going to choose to trust myself even if i feel a little doubtful or we can think of it as like you earn your trust through the conscious decisions that you make and you know looking out for your own best interests and i don't mean that Mm -hmm. in a like looking out for number one kind of way i mean like this is what's good for me. I, you know, I, sh- I need to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that you can earn your trust. Yeah. Oh, definitely. 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 And like learning, learning to do things for yourself is also like a massive lesson from this past year too. Mm. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Like, yeah. Tell me more. I think that like so much of the past four years have been me giving myself entirely to everything around me Mm -hmm. and not fully giving myself to myself. Um, so a lot over the past year has been like, has been myself, um, learning to be okay with letting others down. Yeah. Um, and letting other people's expectations for you, um, down because you've got to do what's best for you. And yeah. so like a big part of that was like going to Utah for me. Like mm. I, I, like, all my, like when Loyola went online, all my friends got apartments in Baltimore and like, here I am moving to a part of the country I've never been to before. I have no experience with, but I didn't go to Baltimore because I didn't feel like that was the right thing for me. 
I went to Utah because I felt like that was what I wanted to do with that, with this like time in my life. And, um, you know, like taking time for yourself. Like if someone wants to hang out, like learning how to say no. Mm-hmm. And if you got to take care of you for a certain, like for a certain time, or like, you don't want to do something that's something else that's other people are doing, like learning how to say no and like being okay with, where you are and your need to say no so that you can focus on you. Yeah. And being okay if they're disappointed in you. And being okay if, if they're disappointed in you. That's been a huge thing for me. Like yeah. I, I felt as if my friends were disappointed in me, you know, like mm-hmm. I left, like I left them, you know, so it's just like, I like yeah, didn't come back. Story. Yeah. And, and, um, and like a lot of those friendships have changed entirely, but like I had to do what was best for me. And like, um, I'm still doing what's best for me, but like, uh, it's more about like, you know, how can you take care of your relationships and, um, do as you need to do for yourself and like finding the balance between those, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not being selfish, but also like taking care of those around you too. Mm -hmm. Um, but not extending energy to other, to people that you don't need to extend energy to, or aren't going to give that that energy back. That's been a big thing for me too this past year. Yeah, sure. And also, probably learning not to overextend yourself yeah right right <laughs> which right. i suspect you have a history of doing if i know you i totally do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and you as well like, i same, know like, this this is why we relate like, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like that's a big theme it's just like it's just like whoa overextending yourself like i've i spent freshman sophomore and junior year like like going crazy running around like a madman doing everything all the time for everyone and exhausting yourself in the process yeah 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 yeah. and in a way i'm definitely still stretched very thin like i chose to take a full-time job like as a senior in college like that's like also like (laughs) crazy too like i'm very proud that that i've done that you know but i'm taking a lot more time for myself now than i traditionally have and I'm proud to say that I'm finally acting upon like what I've always known I've needed, yeah. but never actually had the courage to do. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. There's a difference yeah. between saying yes to things out of obligation, out of sometimes guilt versus mm. saying yes to something out of a true desire and, um, mm. and also maybe like a future intention and motive. Because I know that was part of it for you saying yes to working mm-hmm. full time. You thought through that mm-hmm. very intensely. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think a lot of times it comes down to the question of what are my reasons and do I like mm-hmm. my reasons for mm-hmm. this answer? Mm-hmm. Right. And the more yeah. you like your reasons, the yeah. less you need the approval of other people. Mm. Do, you, do you feel like you've done that in the past year um, about like you um, you know, like consolidating your energy and directing it towards like what you need. Um, or do you think that you're still learning that or on your way to, or need to do it better? Like, what are your thoughts about that? I think that, uh, I'm always a work in progress and I'm always learning. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I learn something and then I backstep and then I have to Mm -hmm. (laughs) learn it again, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but I have done that a few times. I've I've demonstrated that a few times over the past year. I said no to some things that I could have done that seemed Mm. like the quote unquote right thing to do. But deep down, Mm. I knew it wasn't right for me. Um, One of those was, so back when I, 
I lost my job at Samford and then yeah. I didn't actively search for a new job, but the, this position at a high school kind of came onto my radar. Mm -hmm. I went to an interview and I really had to think through whether or not I wanted to go in that direction. Um, I felt like it was the thing I should do, but notice the word should <laughs> not should out of like me doing the best thing for myself. It was more like, well, they need someone I could fill that role. It would be something to, you know, earn some money. Um, I don't currently have a job, so I should take this. Right. Yeah. But deep yeah. down, I knew that what I really wanted to do was take a break from teaching and focus on my art for a little bit. So mm. I'm, I'm proud of myself for making that decision. You mm. talked through that with me, or it was like either right before or right after I had through. finalized that <laughs> through it. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were in touch yeah, a lot yeah. during that time, yeah. which was really yeah. good. Cause that, that yeah. definitely helped me. Like sometimes I need to talk to people who know me really well to help mm. hear my own voice and, Mm -hmm. And to help me um, justify what I really want or don't want. And in that yeah, case, right. I didn't really want to do that job. So, right. uh, so that's one example. And then I also, I turned down um, an adult night course that I taught in the fall. And then they asked if I would come back and teach again in the spring. And it just mm -hmm. wasn't in my heart to do it, you know? And at this point I'm back teaching at Samford. So, um, I like to focus my energy where, where I really care the most. And, and right now what I really care about are my classes that I'm teaching at Sanford. Mm -hmm. So right. I, I decided to turn down that evening class. Cause I just, I wasn't, my heart wasn't in it, you know? Yeah. I could yeah. have done yeah. it. They needed someone. I felt really bad saying no, Yeah, yeah right. right. but right. ultimately I have to do what I think is right. And, uh, Amen. yeah, that's what I did. Amen. So go us. <laughs> yeah, go us. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Like, and also, also too, like going through that with you, um, and just like discussing that with you, like, I'm really proud of you, honestly. Like, uh, I mean, like, it's it's tough to say that, like, for people listening right now, like, mm. oh, like a 21 year old is telling that is saying that he's proud of a, <laughs> of like his, his his like teacher who's like <laughs> got like like a decade on him, you know. But like, like at, at the same time, like, um as friends it's nice to see the people that you care about respecting themselves and respecting what they need and like acting upon their own what you said to me freshman year your chispa mm, your inner spark yes chispa. Chispa. Mm -hmm. like where do you find that spark and like you're gonna follow like we're both learning to follow that chispa yeah. even when it's like a hard decision yes um, because that's how that's where we we show up as our best self that's where exactly. we bring our best to the table. Exactly. I love that. I think yeah. that that can help us in so many moments of confusion. Like, what's my chispa? What sparks mm. something mm. inside of me? And let's mm. go in that direction. Mm. You know, I, as a teacher, as an educator, I see myself mm. as a role model. So by right. by making that decision, like, that's what I would have wanted you to do if you were in mm. a similar situation. So I mm. feel like that was a, a way that I can kind of walk the talk, yeah, walk, <laughs> walk the, the talk. talk. Yeah. I try, I try to do yeah. that. I try to, you know, remember the lessons that I teach my students and mm. am I living them out myself? Am I mm. living them mm. in my own life? That's a really hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Remembering the lessons that you learn and also like remembering the lessons that you preach. Mm -hmm. One of my biggest things is like, 
I preach patience a lot. When, when people come to me for advice, I'll tell them to have patience. But like, I've noticed myself a lot over the past year, like at a lack of patience mm. or like in, in terms of like the way that I wrestle with my thoughts, forgetting that patience. And yeah. the patience has been one of the core lessons, like, like one of my core takeaways from my college experience mm-hmm. is praying for patience. Mm-hmm. Like um, finding that patience when you don't think there's much patience left, mm-hmm. you know? Um, when you want it now, or you want to know now, you want all the answers. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But just like staying true to what you know can be hard and like actively remembering the lessons that you learned. That's why it's important to just like everything you do, like, you've got to make conscious decisions about it. Cause, because when you make a conscious decision, like it's a wholehearted decision that you can, that you do. And like, don't just like act like off of, um, reflex off of like, yeah, like reflex in the decisions that you make, be conscious about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like be, maintaining that consciousness is like very much a way of staying true to the lessons that you've learned and like remembering to keep those with you as you make those decisions and like live out the, the actor moments of that decision you know yeah and what you were saying earlier about being the person that you want to be being aware of that person that you want to be and making decisions that align with that person exactly good stuff oh my goodness well we are we're coming up on an hour and i know us we can have like three hour long conversations so (laughs) i feel like this is a good moment to sort of wrap it up um any other final thoughts that you wanted to share with our listeners in this episode, you can always come back. We can talk more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pff, uh, definitely will be happening. Um, but I think that as I wrap up, I'd like to say that, I mean, like, number one, like, thanks for having me on. Um, as always, thanks for, like, your friendship and uh, your guidance. But also, too, um, to, like, those listening, like, learn how to embrace the discomfort of change. Mm-hmm. And as you go through difficult experiences in, in, in your life and, unexpected experiences it's up to you it's your responsibility to listen to how you might be changing and as difficult as it as it is to embrace the discomfort of change and be okay with the possibility of change yeah and that change is is inevitable and that like while you know things aren't the way that you thought they were to be or like things didn't happen the way you expected you have to embrace the discomfort that like that change in your life, in your life is, is, is going to bring. So, yeah, I think that's a really great uh, takeaway. Well, Liam, thank you so much for joining me here. And, um, absolutely. I, I appreciate you so much. So thank you. And likewise, yeah, come back again. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and maybe got a few takeaways or points to reflect on yourself. I don't know about you, but I find it incredibly validating when I know that someone thinks similar thoughts as I do and experiences things in a similar way. So I think it can be really comforting and really cathartic to talk about all of the discomfort that I think we have been through collectively over the past year. And, you know, even though my path may look different from your path, but In a way, we're all in this together. So I think sometimes it's really nice to just acknowledge that. Okay, I'll leave it at that for now. So thanks for joining me and I will talk to you next time. Hey, before you go, if you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or follow me on Spotify. 
And you can also follow me on Instagram at life.betweenclasses for podcast updates and other related content. Thanks for joining us for Life Between Classes, where we know that there's more going on than meets the eye.